Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 42 of History Spotlight on The Princess and the Frog. Yay. So, uh, yeah, so to The Princess and the Frog, the Disney movie. Uh, we were going to do Ever After, but I what was the reason we didn't want to do it? I think it was like we... It, it was a little bit too close to Cinderella, I think. Yeah. Was, yeah, like I haven't seen Ever After in a while, but it would have been fun to watch it. But yeah, um, yeah it just didn't go, really allow yeah. us to do anything to... Yeah research so yeah we, I also, we also couldn't really find another stage musical we could do so we just did the Disney movie which is fine I'm fine with that have, um, like have they not staged it at all probably I like Disney parks but nothing like official okay yeah um yeah so I'll just do a quick synopsis uh the film tells the story of a heartbreaking matrix named Tiana who uh dreams of opening her own restaurant after casting a prince who has been turned into a frog by evil witch doctor uh, Tina becomes a frog herself and must find a way to turn back into human before it's too late. Um, so what did you look into this weekend? Aga? Um, I just kind of looked into like the origins of uh, the fairy tale that the princess and the frog is based on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I forgot if we had done the Gr- Brothers Grimm before. I was like, oh, yeah, of course we have. I look back. I don't think we have. Um, so okay. that might be for another day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think what, I don't know the difference between Grimm and Hans Christian fairy tales. <laughs> yeah, because they've done their own versions of other mute, or, or, of other fairy tales, but mm-hmm. they just didn't make them. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, when it was, like, Cinderella, it was, like, Charles Perrault or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anywho, you can just watch the Matt Damon Keith Ledger <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's historically accurate mm-hmm. uh yeah so i just looked up like uh the fairy tale that's based off of which is the frog prince you want me to get into it yeah sure yeah so the frog prince is western in origin it uh the oldest written version of it is was like a latin translation from germany dating back to the 13th century though it is theorized that some parts of the story date back to ancient rome um the most popular version of it and the version that I'm going to be reading through first is the Grimm fairy tales version the frog prince or the Froschkönig um and uh but also another alternate title for the story is called Iron Henry der Eisern Heinrich so uh Grimm fairy tales originally published in 1812 uh, in the tale, a spoiled princess sits by a well and accidentally drops the golden ball she was playing with into the water. Distraught that her father will, will scold her for losing her royal heirloom, uh, the princess cries until a frog emerges from the well and offers to retrieve the golden ball if she agrees for him to become her companion. Uh, the princess agrees to his offer, though she really doesn't have any real intention of following through with it. Uh, the frog retrieves the ball for her, but the princess snatches it and runs away. Now, the frog is quite dismayed about her not keeping her word, and when the princess tells her father, the king, about the encounter with the frog, the father demands that she keeps her word and keep the frog as a companion. The frog is to sit by her at the dinner table, eat from her food, and drink from her cup, and his every request is to be met by the princess. Finally, the frog asks to sleep in the princess's bed, but this is the last straw, and the princess picks up the frog and throws him against the wall, uh, who then magically transforms into a handsome prince. 
uh, well, at least in the original grim version of the story. However, in most modern versions, the transformation is triggered by the princess kissing the frog, thus becoming the frog prince. Uh, the frog prince also has a loyal servant named Henry or Harry, uh, who has three iron bands affixed to his, around his heart to prevent it from breaking in his sadness over his master's curse. But when the prince is reverted back to his human form, Henry's overwhelming happiness causes all three brand bands to break, uh, freeing his heart from its bonds. So that's where you get the Iron Henry part. Oh, what was that? Oh. <laughs> I'm really dehydrated for some reason. No, we're good. <laughs> um, and then you get a, another version. So it's the Anglo-Scottish variant called the Well of the World's End. Uh, which is the variation of the frog prince with a bit of a Cinderella twist as the frog also serves, well, he serves as both the prince and the fairy godmother. So this version was published in English Fairy Tales in 1890 by Joseph Jacobs. Um, it is classified as type 440, um, the frog prince in the Arne Thompson index. I remember we uh, spoke about that last year. Um, so a girl's mother passes away and her father remarries. Unfortunately, the stepmother abuses the girl, making her do all the housework, and the stepmother finally decides to just get rid of her. The stepmother gives her a sieve. <laughs> it never looks like it. that's how it's supposed to be said. Yeah. <laughs> um, a sieve, um, and orders her to not come back without filling it at the well of the world's end. The girl sets out and asks everyone she comes across for the way to the well. Finally, a little old woman directs her to the well, but the girl cannot fill the sieve because there are holes in it, obviously. She weeps. Um, so suddenly a frog asks what's wrong and says that it could aid her if she promised to do everything he asked for a night. This is where it gets kind of... He's <laughs> gross. Well... Yeah, so she agrees, and the frog tells her to stop up the holes with mud and clay. So doing that, she carries back the water to her stepmother. The stepmother is angry at her return, and when the frog arrives, the stepmother insists that the girl keep her promise to do everything the frog asks for a night. The frog makes her put him on her knee, give him some supper, and take him to bed with her. In the morning, he makes her chop off his head. Uh, when he or when she does, the frog is transformed into a handsome prince. The stepmother is furious, but the prince marries the girl and takes her home. So <laughs> it's funny; I haven't read these notes for a little bit, so mm -hmm. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, gets his head chopped off." Um, and then there's the Russian variant, uh, the frog princess, Tsarevna uh, Lyagushka, also known as Vasiliza the Wise, Vasiliza. Uh, so this one is actually classified as a type 402, which is the animal bride in the Arne Thompson index, and it has a switch of gender roles, or a switch of genders for the roles. So the king or Tsar wants his three sons to marry. To accomplish this, he creates a test to help them find brides. The king tells each prince to shoot an arrow, and according to the king's rules, each prince will find his bride where the arrow lands. So the two older brothers is like they shoot their arrows and uh, they find the daughter of a nobleman and the daughter of a merchant, while the youngest son, Prince Ivan, shoots his arrow and it's picked up by a frog. He is dismissive about taking the frog back to his father, but the frog convinces him to take her. The frog princess, named Vasilisa the Wise, is a beautiful, intelligent, friendly, skilled girl 
who is uh, forced to spend three years in a frog skin for disobeying uh, an individual called Koshe. Uh, the king assigns the three prospective daughter-in-laws uh, various tasks, such as spinning cloth to make a shirt and baking bread. In every task, the frog far out for, uh, outperforms the two other lazy brides-to-be. Um, and the final test uh, would be to dance at the king's banquet. But Prince Ivan is quite miserable about his bride-to-be being a frog because he can't dance with her. Um, but Vasilisa tells him, yeah, no, don't worry about it. And just to attend the father's banquet on his own. So at the banquet, a clap of thunder startles everyone. And suddenly a carriage pulled by six white horses arrives at the palace and Princess Vasilisa um, in human form exits from the carriage. She looks so beautiful that people stopped and stared at her. Uh, she danced with such grace with her husband-to-be, far outshining the other brothers' future wives. When the banquet ended, the prince and Vasilisa returned home, where Prince Ivan finds her shed frog skin. The prince then burns it to Vasilisa's dismay. So had the prince been patient for another three days, the frog princess would have been freed from the curse and free to be with the prince forever, but instead he loses her. Uh, he then sets out to find her again and meets with Baba Yaga, which is a very nice, uh, like, um, Slavic uh, folklore character, mm -hmm. uh, who apparently has a house that is that walks around on chicken legs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he impresses Baba Yaga with his spirit, asking why she has not offered him hospitality. She tells him that Koshe is holding his bride captive and explains how to find the magic needle needed to rescue his bride. Uh, Prince Ivan finds the needle to defeat Koshe and uh, saves Vasilisa and they live happily ever after again. Um, so there's like a, a variation that's like from Italy called the frog or the prince who married a frog. Uh, but instead of shooting arrows, they chop down trees that will fall and point them whichever way to find their wife. Mm -hmm. Then um, there's also a Greek variant called the Enchanted Lake and a Korean variant called a frog for a husband or the, the toad bride's groom. Um, in popular media, um, so you have some of the more known uses of the story of the frog prince, which is like in Shrek 2, uh, where Fiona's dad is a frog, which we find out at the end of the movie. Um, and then you have The Princess and the Frog from 2009, which was the Disney animated film. And that's all I got. Cool. Yeah, so the characters. Um, so I have Tiana, an African-American 19-year-old waitress and aspiring chef slash restaurateur. Uh, she is an intelligent, hardworking, and independent young woman, but works so hard that she often forgets about the most important things, such as love, fun, and family. Um, I don't know about that. She's a girl boss. I think she's okay to just work. Um, <laughs> uh, Prince Naveen, the Prince of Aldonia. Um, Naveen is a 20-year-old musician and playboy who has been cut off from his family riches until he learns the value of responsibility. Make sure that to a frog. Um, uh, Dr. Facilier, uh, Voodoo Bokor, uh, witch doctor who plans to rule New Orleans uh, with help from his friends on the other side. Uh, Louis, um, uh, Louis, I'm guessing it's Louis. I didn't get that far in the movie today. <laughs> is it Louis or Louis? I feel like I'll say no, Louis. I haven't, I haven't watched it. New, New Orleans is French. I'll say Louis. Um, yeah. uh, a friendly yet neurotic uh, Trump playing alligator whose dream is to become human so he can join a jazz band. 
Uh, Ray, a middle-aged Cajun butter, uh, firefly, he and his vast family are close friends with Mama Odie. So he offers He's to middle-aged. help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he offers to help the frogs get to her. Ray has an unprided love for the Evening Star, which we believe is another firefly named Evangeline. Um, Charlotte Lottie LaBeouf, um, a 19-year-old wealthy Southern debutante and Tiana's best friend since childhood who dreams of marrying a prince. Uh, though she's initially spoiled and self-centered, she has a heart of gold and deeply cares for Tiana's well-being, going as far as giving up her chance to be a princess when she sees Prince Naveen and Tiana are truly in love. Um, and Mama Odie, a blind 197-year-old voodoo priestess who serves as the film's fairy godmother figure. So yeah, um, I'm going to go to the creatives. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so we have um, Randy Newman wrote the music. From Toy um, Story fame. Yeah. Um, sorry, one second. Just have to pull to the feed yet. Um, so uh, Newman was born in Los Angeles in 1943 to Jewish parents. Uh, he spent quite a bit of time in New Orleans, Louisiana in his childhood. Uh, three of his uncles, Alfred, uh, Lionel, and Emil, uh, Emil Newman, were Hollywood film composers. Uh, he dropped out of UCLA one semester be- um, before receiving his BA, which he received in 2021. Uh, he cites Ray Charles as his greatest influence growing up, uh, received 15 Oscar nominations before winning one finally in 2002 for Monsters, Inc. Um, and he's done quite a bit of stuff. Like the, he, Everyone knows him for uh, You Got a Friend of Me. Um, <laughs> Which I guess he didn't win for. Um, let's uh, accolades. That's disappointing. I know. Um, Academy Awards. Uh, yeah. So he has one, two, three, four, five, six. Actually, no. There's a. I'm sure the total somewhere. Uh, Twenty-two Academy <laughs> Award nominations. Um, he's only won twice though. Um, yeah. uh, for if I didn't have you for Monsters Inc. And <laughs> we belong together from Toy Story Three. Um. He's also, he also does score work as well. He did the score for Ragtime, um, like the 1980s movie, not the stage production. Mm-hmm. That we um, still have yet to do. Yeah, I know. We have to. We, there's a lot of stuff we haven't done. <laughs> um, he did uh, James and Giant Peach, Pleasantville, Bugs Life, um, uh, Monsters Inc. Uh, oh, he wrote Our Town from, Car- from Cars. Nice. Um, yeah, he's been nominated so many times. He, oh, he did Marriage Story. Wow. Huh. It's a weird one for him. <laughs> um, and he's been nominated for quite a few Grammys. as a total up here. Uh, he's won seven Grammys. It doesn't say his nomination total. Um, so he won for the, the Natural, A Bug's Life, When She Loved Me, If I Didn't Have You, Our Town, Toy Story, and uh, Putin which was what <laughs> I'm guessing I'm guessing it's a like, like I'm, guess, I'm guessing it's a, I'm guessing it's a parody song um like one of the songs he wrote uh, that was like on the Wikipedia page was the um uh sorry. I have no idea what Putin is about <laughs> um Anyways, um, he wrote, uh, like, in the, 2020, the 2012 um, uh, presidential election, he wrote a satirical song about, about like, wanting a white president. Um, it's, like, calling I'm Dream a White President. I'm guessing it's, like, I'm, I'm guessing it's complete satire. Um, 
but he also (laughs) no no for sure um like he endorsed obama and everything so it's not like he's yeah yeah um but he has done some of his clear work so he um did a adapt he adapted uh feist um like the uh tragic play uh goth do you know what's mine i'm not sure faust faust yeah yeah sorry yeah yeah faust um he did a adaptation of it um i've heard it's good um from it just hasn't been produced that much. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if I'd relate that much to Faust, um, a gothic play from by Johann. A, a Faustian bargain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, there's this one song that I, that I heard from it um, that's really good. It's called uh, Feels Like Home. Was that? No, sorry, that was not right. That was not right for that. Sorry. It was also it was written by Randy Newman for, for everything. Um, after Cory Monteith died, uh, the piano player for Lee, who was like on stage and stuff on the show, um, mm-hmm. he sang that at like a cabaret and it was like just so beautiful. Um, but yeah, he has like some really good songs and like a lot of people, I feel like he's always just like in, been in the zeitgeist, but not like super like in the spotlight. Um, I mean, it took him 15 nominations to win an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently he was like, people, he got a standing ovation when he won. Um, he's like, I want your pity. <laughs> um, and then the uh, when when the the um, uh, band started to play him out, they were like, Hey, I've waited my time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He like made them stop playing. Um, but yeah, Randy Newman, really cool guy. Um, it's really it's really interesting how much he's done. Um, yeah. So, uh, anything else to say? Not really. Not really? Wait, no worries. Um, I will go ahead then with the cast. So we have Anika Nomi Rose. Uh, played <laughs> Anika. No, no, it's, I believe it's Anika. Wait, mm. is it double N or one N? It's one N. It's the same way you spell it. Yeah, Anika Noni Rose. Mm, I was pretty sure. Okay. I'll say Anika Noni. I'm not sure. Anika Noni Rose. It's like a little bit <laughs> triggering when people are like, Anika. <laughs> <laughs> I always get um, that for correcting them. Yeah. But. So yeah. So uh, Anna Kennedy Rose, I'll say it like that. Um, she is a so she's a stage actress and a screen actress. Um, she started off on stage. She was in uh, Carolina Change as Emmy Thibodeau, and she won a uh, Tony for that. Mm-hmm. Um, did she? She did, right? You should go back to that episode and see how we pronounce her name. Yeah. I feel like I've always pronounced it Anika, but maybe not. Um, she was in uh, Dream Girls. She was in uh, uh, For Colored Girls. Um, the full title is For Colored Girls Who Have Considered Suicide When the Rainbow Is Enough. Um, uh, Lona Order SVU, because she's probably a person. Um, Cat on a Hunted Roof. Uh, she was actually in the Hamilton workshop in 2013 as Angelica. Okay. Um, need to see that. She's an amazing singer. Um, she was Rusty and Footloose. Uh, on Broadway, uh, Richard Rogers, where Hamilton is now. Um, movies, uh, Ralph Breaks the Night. Oh yeah, because all the princesses were there. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was Marta in the Company movie in 2011. Um, yeah, she was Laurel in uh, Dream Girls 2006. Um, yeah, she's just really, she's like just very talented, and it's cool that they got. Um, some non-household names. She was pretty household. I guess she didn't do girls, but like, it was good that they didn't have like 
like a giant name in the role. Mm-hmm. Um, and she played Tatiana in the movie. Uh, Bruno Campos, uh, he's Brazilian American uh, former actor. He was a Nip Tuck, um, which is like a Ryan Murphy show. I think it was the one that was like right before Glee. Um, he played Prince Naveen. Um, he hasn't done too well. No, he's done a lot. Um, main role on the wedding album. Never heard of that. Um, Royal Pains. He was on that. Um, but he hasn't worked. Yeah, so he's a lawyer now, um, oh. or he works in law. Uh, yeah, he Princess of the Frog was like two thousand nine. Um, and then he got his JD from University of Michigan um, in 2013. So, nice. yeah, good for him. Um, like, I could probably make better money as a lawyer. Yeah, or like more reliable money. Yeah. Um, then we have Keith David, uh, who is an American actor, uh, which is Juilliard, um, a very deep voice. He's a uh, Dr. Facilier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he was in. Oh, he was in Hercules as Apollo, Apollo, the sun god. Um, Princess Mononoke, ooh, in the English job, that's good. Uh, Coraline is the cat. Uh, voice actors. Maybe that I haven't really seen. Yeah, voice actors do so much work in a year. Um, because like, like like on screen actors they do like they can only do like a couple at a time, mm-hmm. um, but voice actors they might have like one or two like a couple of rehearsals and like meetings but like they just kind of show up do their work and then leave, um, so That'd you know good for nice. them. yeah, um, yeah he's done some Shakespeare stuff he was in uh, Macbeth in nineteen eighty six, uh, as I like it as Jacques, um, and Romeo and Juliet as Capulet, Capulet. Yeah. Mm, that is so. the dad of Juliet. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't sure if it was Capulet or Crapulet, but I'm guessing Capulet. <laughs> they said Crapulet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, and then we have Michael Leon uh, Willie, who played uh, Louis in the film, I believe. Uh, yes, Louis the Alligator. Um, he is uh, Hotel Transylvania as additional voices. Um, he was in Dreamgirls as well as Tiny Joe Dixon. That, oh, that's just like a cameo in the beginning of the movie. Um, he's done a lot of video game vo- He's also a pretty good big voice actor. Um, like he was in the past two Grand Theft Auto games. He was in the Princess of the Frog um, video game. Because um, <laughs> I think at that, at that time they were doing a lot of those like video game movie adaptations. Um, like on like, like Nintendo like, Wii, like, like on the Wii and like on PlayStation, like I think. Like I had a Meet the Robinsons um, Wii yeah. game, <laughs> which was I'm not sure if it was good, but I played it. <laughs> um, it and then really stuck out to my childhood. Master, yeah, I have a big head and little arms. That movie great. it kind of made me very like existential, very like did more things to me than I thought I would do. Because mm. it's about like time travel and like people going missing, right? I feel like there's something like something traumatic about that movie for me. <laughs> um, Didn't you, like live in an orphanage or something. Yes. In a foster home. I don't know. And there's like some time stuff that happens there too, right? Like he's actually yeah. the dad or something. Yeah, he goes and meets his son and becomes best friends with him, and then realizes, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, then we have Jim Cummings who voiced uh, 
Ray. Um, uh, he's mostly well known for being Winnie the Pooh. Um, <laughs> you know. <Don't> <laughs> they actually have that. I'm not sure if it's still off Broadway. I think it was going to close sometime soon. Um, but they're doing Winnie the Pooh off Broadway. It looks really cool. They're like doing puppets. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember seeing that. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's done, uh, Jim Prometheus has done a lot of voice stuff for Disney. He was in Aladdin as Razul and Farouk, um, Lion King as Ed and Scar's singing voice. Um, he sings the last little bit of, uh, ooh, that's, that's, that's interesting. He sings the last few parts of the song Be Prepared after Jeremy Irons' voice gave out. Ooh, okay. what happened with his voice? Well, maybe he wasn't, like, singing the way you're supposed to sing, like some yeah. people are not well if they're not like classically trained or something then they yeah, just go sure. and go and go and it's like yeah. oh, where's the technique yeah. oh he voiced uh pete in a goofy movie nice uh he was uh oh chief Powhatan in uh Pocahontas. um don't think he's indigenous that's but i mean it's, the Pocahontas movie is his own problems yeah um <laughs> uh also go to heaven that movie also concept of death as a child is very hard to bump her head around so all dogs go to heaven like what's heaven um he was brass between singing voice and anastasia um yeah he's done a lot of additional stuff voice actors just don't get the recognition that they deserve i know i really wish there was like like voice acting awards like oscar oscar categories yeah it's like like voice actors as well as like um stunt performers mm. uh yeah yeah <sighs> yeah it's annoying but yeah he's done so much oh chicken little i've loved chicken little <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah. um yeah so jim cummings good for him um what else uh jennifer cody she's a probably person i believe she was uh charlotte uh lottie in the movie um so she's married to hunter foster um she was June and Gypsy. Uh, she was uh, Rumple Caesar in Cats. Um, she was Cha Cha in Greece, uh, a silly girl in Being the Beast. Um, she's in Urinetown, Taboo, and Pajama Game. Uh, she was a shoemaker's elf in Trek Musical on Broadway, which was like in the original cast huh. um, with her um, sister in law, Sutton Foster. Um, yeah uh yeah she's just, just done a lot of stuff um so it's cool that they have probably recognition there too um and then we have jennifer lewis uh thank you for not scrolling that was very fun uh who is she uh sister acts michelle um the wedding weir uh, the Adams Family, 2019, Cars 3, Cars 2. Oh, she was Flo in Cars. Nice. Huh. I love I love Flo. Um, and she was Mama Odie in the film. Uh, so we have uh, John Goodman really? in this movie. Um, he is, he's uh, uh, Eli Big Daddy LaBeouf. He's oh. um, Charlotte's father. Um, John Goodman, we know who he is. Um, Tangleerfield Lane. Ali. Uh, Sorry, Sully. Sully, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant like Sully from like the play movie. I don't think that's right, but no, no, the uh, Sully and Monster. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I feel like a lot of stuff, if I was a film nerd, I would know him from, but I'm not a film nerd, so. Oh, um, he was like in Roseanne. Oh, right, he was Roseanne, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Peter Bartlett, uh, Lawrence is the valet. Um, Oprah Winfrey is uh, Eudora, um, Tiana's mother. Uh, Oprah Winfrey of Oprah Winfrey Frame. I don't need to explain who she is. Um, Terrence Howard. Uh, oh. Yeah, he was uh, James Tiano's father. He's only in the movie for like, so the father dies pretty early on. Um, he has an Academy Award, Award nomination for Hustle and Flow. Uh, what do you know him from? Uh, he was in Crash. Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, he was, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You should have gotten a better contract. Uh, yeah, it's so sad every time I see, like, every time I see Rodi in love, I'm like, oh, but we could have had Terry Alice Howard. But, like, I love, I love, I love who we have now. It just sucks that, like, the contract had to go down like that. You can't remember his name, King. <laughs> Don Cheadle. There we go. Sorry. I haven't watched a Marvel movie in so long. Um, yeah. Like, I, tr- I tried to watch uh, Shang-Chi. Like, I got through it. I got through the first half, but I was like, I have class tomorrow morning. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I, I, saw, I saw that you, like, only watched half of it yeah. on Disney Plus. I was like, all right. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't gotten back to it. I, I, it was fine. It was just very interesting pacing. Um, also, I got you access to the R-rated movies on Disney Plus. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was like, wait, this movie's supposed to come out today. And I was like, wait yeah. a second, it's not on here. And then I yeah. realized that your parental controls were on. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was also in Empire as a series regular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With, uh, Taraji P. Henson as Cookie. Mm. Oh, I love her so much. <laughs> She's another person that said, you better wait, I'm going to finish my speech at this award show. Yeah. Don't play her off. She's going to uh, come for you. Uh, Frank Welker is a voice actor in this movie. Um, he's Fred as we do uh, since 1969. <laughs> um, I'm sure they have a new Fred. Um, but uh, Nibbler of Futurama, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of voice stuff. Oh, Garfield, the Garfield show. Um, and then D. Bradley Baker. Uh, he's also quite a bit of voice actor. Um, SpongeBob, Avatar, Codename Kids Next Door. Yeah. Um, and so the movie got quite a few nominations. If I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, thank you for. The link not working on the Wikipedia page. Um, yeah, so we got three Academy Award nominations, uh, animated feature, uh, then Randy Newman had two song nominations, Almost There and Down in New Orleans. They did not win any of them. Uh, song, this is 2010, so what else? What won? Uh, Best anime feature. Oh, up one. Okay, fair enough. Um, the best original song, The Weary Kind from Crazy Heart. I have never heard of that. The Jeff Bridges movie. Oh, okay. Where he plays a country singer or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. What else is nominated? Uh, Take It All from Nine. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah nine. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to talk about with this movie? Mm. I feel like we're going from a very long episode last week to a very like half hour in and out episode. Yeah, we were so excited last week and then yeah. the world started to burn. It's just, been, <laughs> it's just been so, I guess we can talk a little bit more. We didn't banter beforehand, but um, it's like a show I was working on went up and like I'm happy it went up, but it was just such a grueling week. Um, 
there was just some stuff that happened in production. Um, uh, so we had to have a couple extra rehearsals, um, but it was fine. We had a good time. Um, and it was virtual too. So the show is it's like, it was just, you had to go in and film it. Um, mm-hmm. But we had, um, so Friday we had like a regular rehearsal. Saturday we had Q to Q um, plus two rehearsals. Um, Sunday we had, uh, we had dress rehearsal and uh, two extra rehearsals as well. Um, Monday we were off, um, but we had class that day. And then Tuesday we had, um, we had our filming. So we had to be there for like two hours. So we had to be there for like half an hour beforehand during the filming time. And we stayed a little bit after cause we popped champagne and like congratulated everyone. Oh, yeah. um, oh, but I yeah. miss being part of a production. I know it felt so good to be like, um, to be like backstage. I'm like, oh my God, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You remember um, like the hours we would spend just hanging out between shows and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, it felt very nice to be back in the space and like doing stuff. Even if we were just filming it once, it was good to be like on stage. Um, like the JGG we were filming in, uh, the Joseph Green, Joseph G Green Theater, um, is like the black box theater we have on campus. Um, so like the black box theater reminded me so much of our like our one our one at Poppy, um, or like the drama room at Poppy. So that was nice. Um, and I. Th- I guess the last time we spoke was the day before I had my first acting class, just acting class in person. So that was also nice to be like playing drama games and stuff in person and not yeah. just like just serious acting online. Yeah, like, <laughs> zip zaps up and whatever. Yeah, we were playing zip sets up. Um, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be, feel like I'm a theater kid again and not just somebody that acts online occasionally. <laughs> yeah. What, what was that cow's game? that we used to play where we our knees would get scuffed up so bad i know uh i hated it <laughs> it was really good but everyone was like really into it yeah yeah really? no i definitely hit way too <laughs> i definitely hit way too hard at one point yeah yeah no it was not very nice but it was it, it's a fun game um but yeah how is your semester going it's all right uh at least with the impossible class that I was dealing with I got a better mark on my newest quiz so I'm I'm happy about oh, that oh like the multiple choice 10 questions that's like 25 percent of your grade 30 30, 30. <laughs> I was like if you're gonna do like four quizzes make them at least 25 percent each instead of like 30 30 10 yeah <laughs> oh my god uh, or 30 30 30 10 yeah yeah. Is there no, no. Particip- is there no participation grade? No. Or is it asynchronous? It, it's it's asynchronous. Okay. And yeah. there's no other way for you to get a good grade other than just doing those four quizzes. That's awful. I talked to like an ombuds person or whatever to get like a second opinion and it did not help whatsoever. Oh, were they not receptive or were they? I just don't think she knew why I was annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's a quiz and I was like yeah she's like usually people get their like understanding tested by quizzes and I was like well yeah but usually by there's something else as well yeah I don't know I my brain is just fried and I want this to be over when's your uh reading break uh it's this week nice yeah but I'm gonna be yeah. working all week 
Yeah, you're doing the research thing stuff. Yeah, and it's coming down to like the deadlines at the end of March, and I'm only like halfway through my hours. Mm. And it's well, hard you... because yeah. I can't focus on anything. Yeah. Are you able to like listen to podcasts and like listen to music and stuff while you're doing it? It just distracts me when I do it, though. I guess I guess it's a research thing. Yeah. Yeah, because I have to like check that everything's like written down properly and do some editing, but I can't focus on it if there's like other words going around me. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um. Sorry. Uh, yesterday somebody mentioned like like I love the song "Drops of Jupiter." It's like one of my favorite songs. I just don't think about that often. It it just mm-hmm. comes up every once in a while. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe I listen to Train more. I listened to like one album. I was like, I only like this one song. I only like Drops of Jupiter. <laughs> um, like Hazel Sister, Hazel Sister. Yeah. yeah, Hazel Sister, Drops of Jupiter, amazing songs. The rest of them, they're all duds. Sorry, Train stands, but it's just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've gotten into this one girl. Let me see what her name is. Um, because she did a song for the new like Marvel's Eternals movie. Oh, what? Who? Uh, I saw the Eternals. Selena Sharma. Okay. She what did song? the um Nach Mary Nach Mary the one the song in the like Bollywood scene. Oh yeah yeah. It was, it was really good. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I wonder what else she's doing. She's actually done some really good music. So mm-hmm. cool. I highly recommend. Yeah. And then the, there's another song that I found by someone else, and it was called like maybe my ideal body is Mothman. <laughs> it's talking like about body positivity and how she's yeah. like oh, it would be really cool if like I could just be happy with my body and like fly up and then kill someone from 20 feet up high yeah. in the sky yeah <laughs> I... yeah um but yeah I'm okay leaving at that <laughs> yeah. to say. this is just kind of a dead episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is we're trying to get it out as soon as we yeah. can um, like I don't six, know if it'll... six days late. <laughs> Actually, I probably I probably could do it and have it out by tomorrow. Um, it's short enough, yeah. Yeah, I have to leave campus at eleven tomorrow, but if I wake up like at nine, I should be fine. I need okay. breakfast and need coffee. Yeah, I, know, I know. You need to give yourself time to like actually wake up and be like, huh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to episode number forty-two on. <laughs> Uh, the Princess of the Frog. Uh, we'll see you next week with uh, what show? Uh-oh. I closed my folder. Oh no. I have to open it up again. Ah. <laughs> um, it's either Aladdin or Once Upon a Mattress. I can't remember which one. One of those two. Uh, yeah. Aladdin or Once Upon a Mattress. We'll let you know <laughs> when you see the episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Bye bye. What's what's our t- oh email? right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Max, your job. <laughs> so you can find us on Instagram at History of the Spotlight. Um, you can find us on Twitter at History in the SP. Oh, one. History in the SP one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, find us on our email uh, History in Spotlight at gmail.com. Email us all your thoughts, your opinions. Um, you like the movie? Not like the movie? Um, Show us what we should do in the future. Check our backlog for what we've done. Um, and we're on Red Bubble 2. So, yeah. So, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>